0: So, Romans chapter 3, verse number 25. And uh, this is uh, Communion Sunday, so what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about uh, the blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen. And uh, I know a lot of times um, people say, Well, you know, do you always got to do a sermon on communion? Well, I mean, um, do we know enough about the blood? Have we exhausted uh, the uh, effects of the blood and what it does for us? I don't think so. And uh, so many people don't talk about it. I think it's good to talk about it. So, Romans chapter 3. And um, uh, verse number 25, it says, "...whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness, uh, because in His forbearance God has passed over the sins that were previously committed." And so it's interesting here, it said, um, "...by His blood through faith." And one translation says, "...by faith in His blood." So what I want to talk about today is having faith in the blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen. And so, I mean, we don't necessarily have to go through the whole principles of faith, uh, but we know how do you get faith is by hearing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and hearing just what grandma says. I mean, thank God for what grandma says, but what the Word of God says about the blood, amen. And so, I don't know what Dane is doing, but it's no. fine. It was a page devil. It just. Ran out of my face. A page devil. Well, I don't. I don't know if we can cast that one out or not. Like and and so, uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. And so. Uh, let's uh, let's look at a few scriptures here. Let's go to Matthew chapter twenty six. We're going to have you go to a lot of scriptures. Is that all right? Yep. Yes. Amen. How many are? You, I mean, even with what you know, aren't you thankful for the blood? Yes. Aren't you thankful blood. for the blood that cleanses you? Amen. Yes. That washes you. Uh, that uh, gives m- separates you from your sins. Amen. Yes. So Matthew chapter twenty six, and I'm going to go there. And so just bear with me. So Matthew chapter twenty six and uh, verse number twenty eight. And it says here, it says, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. And so, as we're ministering this, I want you to think about this. Uh, Has anybody in here ever been reminded of a past sin? (laughs) Has anybody in here ever felt guilty of something that you did? I think we've all been there. But thank God, that how do we remedy or get rid of that guilt? By applying the blood. Yes. By how, but how do you apply the blood? Well, one way to apply the blood is with your mouth. Mm-hmm. By speaking. How do we release our faith? By speaking. Mm-hmm. If you need healing in your body, you talk healing scriptures. Mm-hmm. Amen? If you need prosperity, you talk uh, prosperity scriptures. Amen? Mm-hmm. And if you need to rid your conscience of sin consciousness, then you've got to talk Uh, you know, righteousness, consciousness. Just like it said here, this, this one scripture right here, it says that He shed His blood that we might have remission of sins or the removal of sins. Just that right there. I mean, if we just stopped and camped on that, that's good. That his blood was shed, not just to culminate the plan of God and and to be pretty and to make a good story, but for the very feelings and awareness and consciousness of your mistakes was his blood shed. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, that right there is awesome. In other words, the consciousness and awareness that you have that you sinned is why he shed his blood. I mean, not like that. I mean, that's good right there. So listen, I mean, that's just one scripture. And how many of you know that there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible about a lot of different things? And there's some things that, you know, you kind of have to read between the lines to, you know, how many of you know that it says the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever, right? Right. Well, you know, there's healing in there. If you read between the line, you can see, well, you know, cancer is not good. And healing is good. So you can see healing, but there's a lot of scriptures in the New Testament that talk about the, the remedying power of the blood, and you don't have to read nothing between the lines. It just says it, yeah. Amen. And so it says here in Rome, or Matthew twenty six twenty five, or um, where, where do we? Or, uh, let's see here, Matthew twenty six twenty eight. Uh, let's read it one more time. Uh, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Amen. Let's go to Mark's Gospel, the fourteenth chapter what are you going to do with these scriptures? You're going to fight guilt and condemnation. Mm -hmm. You're going to fight guilt and condemnation. You're not going to submit to guilt and condemnation. You're not going to be reminded and hold on to guilt and condemnation, but you're going to resist guilt and condemnation. Amen. How do you resist guilt and condemnation? By applying the blood. See, you are guilty. Uh, when you missed it, and the devil—this is something that I do. Uh, when I miss it, and I've made mistakes, and I failed, and the devil tries to bring a picture of that to me, I say, "Yeah, that's absolutely right. I deserve every bit of that. I should go to hell. I should die. I should be—I I shouldn't even have the privilege of being encountering God's uh, preciousness, just as so far as seeing a good flower <laughs> or a sunset. Uh, but thank God, there's someone who didn't deserve death." Who didn't deserve to die? Who had no legal right to die? But because of the devil's uh, vengeful, greedy, uh, death-filled mindset, he killed him uh, illegally. In one sense, uh, that he took upon himself my judgment, my guilt, and my sin, and now he gave me a free credit to what he uh, deserved. Amen. And so, uh, instead of being mindful of what I did, I just accepted. Say, Yep, that's right. I should feel guilty. I should be. I should feel bad. I should be condemned. I should be punished but he took my punishment he took my guilt he took my pain undeservingly and without any legal right really to do it he did it and the devil was stupid enough and dumb enough to put all of sin and death and everything on him and Jesus just dissolved it consumed it and rid me from it it has absolutely no legal right to me amen Amen. Amen. (laughs) so mark 14 and uh, we'll look at this, the 24th. I've got to hurry because I've got a lot of scriptures and I don't want to preach every one of them. Uh, and, so, and, the, and then He said to them, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. many. And uh, same thing again. So it's shed. He shed His blood for you. Amen? Go to Luke 22. We're going to look at all these. I, I think it's just good to look at them. Amen? Look at them on your device or in your Bible. Luke 22. Why don't you have all these memorized? Because I don't. So Luke twenty-two, verse number twenty, we're going to look at this one, and it says here, likewise he also took the cup after the supper, saying, "This cup is the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you." <clears throat> I mean, think about that. <clears throat> Jesus submitted himself to really, it's an amazing thing. He could have just went and gotten beheaded. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, they beheaded people back then. Yeah. they did. But he chose to submit himself to torture. It's yes. awesome. He chose the punishment of letting his blood pour out while he's alive. It's awesome. Yes. He submitted himself to the gruesomeness of death. Yes. Here's an awesome thing. I have a friend of mine. And, um, and they died of, of cancer, and, uh, and I was talking to the wife, and, um, and the Lord told her something really interesting. She's praying about, you know, his death and his passing and stuff, and, uh, and she said something to the effect, she said, the Lord told her, uh, don't be worried about it, I took him before he died. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of controversial. But it's amazing that it said in Corinthians, it says the sting of death to the believer is gone. <laughs> I know Brother Hagen has a story. He said this one guy, he was uh, up he was a pumper. He was up on some machinery working and he fell down into the machinery and it just crushed him. And so they're trying to work on him and do all this stuff and he, and he, and he died, you know. And, uh, and then he you know they got him back where his heart's working, and he's, you know, he eventually recovered completely. Um, but he, they were talking to him afterwards, and he goes, "Well, what, what happened?" And he goes, "I don't remember." Mm-hmm. He goes, "All I knew is I fell, and when I fell into the thing, the next thing I knew, I was in his presence. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's like that moment of when death consumes you because he consumed death." Yes. Yes. <laughs> We don't die no. as those that are without hope die. Right. But when those final throes of death come upon us, we have a great escape. Yeah. Great escape. We have a great escape. Yeah. Through His shed blood, yeah. through His torture, we don't have to be tortured. Yeah. Through His submission, we have a greater submission to life. Wow. Amen! Amen. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I don't preach myself happy. Uh, Luke twenty two twenty, And... Uh, and so let's go over here to, uh, let's go to John, oh, well, let me, well, I don't know if I want to get, well, let's go to John 6. Hallelujah. I mean, a lot of, you know, get these scriptures in you, because people always want, I love what Paul tells Timothy, he, he says, have substance in you, so that when people contend with doubt and unbelief about your beliefs, that you have an answer. You know, well, do you, you know what about, see, here's the thing. People are living today in a hopeless world like they always have. But these words that blood and life was given for them will affect them. Yes. Even though they may not believe it, they may See they don't they might try to believe it with their mind, but their heart knows God's real. Yes. Their spirit knows there is a creator. Yes. And you don't, you don't have to convince anybody mentally. You just have to get the word to them, and that word, like scrubbing bubbles, will start working on them. Yes. It's not a believing with your mind, will, and emotions and in your intellect. It's a believing with the witness. And see, they have a conviction. You know, it's, it's like this. There's no group of people out there that we're going to make a stand, and we're going to stand against people that have jello for feet. We don't believe in jello feet <laughs> because it doesn't exist. And if God didn't exist, why do you got to make a proclamation? Well, I'm an atheist. I refuse. Just just the fact that you're going to create a group of people that stand against <laughs> something that doesn't exist just proves all the more how it exists. <laughs> this is a long way from that. <laughs> but 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 it's just nonsense. Yeah, it is. It's just nonsense. In other words, it shows a certain amount of conviction that they're trying to push away from something that convicts yeah. them on the inside. They're, by making this strong decree, they're not fighting out here. They're fighting in here. Oh. So, uh, let's go to Acts chapter 17. I was going to have you go to John 6, but we might come back to that one. I'm sorry. Well, no, we'll go to John 6. Because I do want to... Yeah, we're going to go to John 6. I just got a lot of stuff here, and, and as you can see, it's a, it's a lot. John 6. <clears throat> I wasn't going to go here because I really like all this, and I could preach just for two days on this. John six fifty three, And Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you um, eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. <laughs> pretty brutal. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Uh, For he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Isn't that amazing? And he said, how do you drink his blood and eat his flesh? In other words, you let it become one with you. See, when guilt and condemnation come to you, and you say with your mouth, I have remission of sins. His blood has been shed for me. That's taking a drink yeah. of his blood. Yeah. He said, "He that hath my blood hath life." So his blood is life. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. He shed his blood. But how do I get a hold of that? How do I partake of it? How do I consume it with my faith? By faith, the the cracker and the and the and the. Uh, the juice are just symbolic we're just doing something symbolic to say Lord I'm gonna I now listen if you dealt with it this morning just make a decree from now on I'm gonna partake of a guilt free life and I'm gonna drink this blood I'm gonna partake of a sickness free life I'm partake Uh, of this now see when you have sickness and disease and when you have guilt what do you do you do, remember Joseph, you know, when Potiphar's wife came to him and tried to, you know, do stuff to him, he took off. He ran, you know, make a hole in the wall. When things try to get attached to you, you got to have that kind of attitude. Separate yourself from it. Run from it and say, no, I'm not going to partake of that. I'm going to stand against the, Even if you feel, yeah, but I already feel guilty. That's fine. That's great. Praise the Lord, whatever. But you're going to, I'm going to make a decree. No, I don't claim that package. Anybody got Amazon? You know, I I don't know. How many packages do we get a day? I mean, they should just put a permanent thing at our house. And so, uh, yeah, because they're always coming there, you know, and you get a package and you receive it. It's theirs. And then it becomes yours. You know, guilt comes to your doorway. Just push it away. Say, no, I don't accept that. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. But I got to get out of jail free card. Somebody else took my judgment. See, the world is right. In the sense, if Christianity and coming to God is all about works. And it's about earning your way to heaven, and it's about what you deserve. That is absolutely true. But the fact is, is that somebody earned it, it. and somebody deserved it, and that ain't me. Because, see, we need a go-between. And when you think, yeah, it is about works. It is about doing the right thing. It is about not sinning. But somebody did all that and then gave me a get-out-of-jail-free card and says, I'm going to give you my credit. What I earned, what I deserved, what I obtained with my works, I'm going to give it to you free of charge. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, but that's too good. That's going to give you a license to sin. No, it's not. Because, see, I'm a new creature. And I've got hit. Not only is he going to forgive me, and, and cause sins to be remitted from me, He's going to be a second Adam and restore God's nature in me. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, yeah. oh. I've not just been forgiven. I've not just been... Rem- sins have been remitted. I've been made a new creature. Oh. And I don't want to sin. I don't want to act wrong. I don't want to do wrong. Sure, i got my flesh to contend with and to deal with, but I'm a new creature in oh. Christ. The nature of God. The love of God. You know how wonderful it is to forgive? To forgive and not oh I scratch your back you scratch mine attitude it's so good not to expect something from somebody but just to love them man we got a nature that's like God that's His nature that's His love that's His compassion that's His mercy woo and it lives on the inside of me and I don't have to be uh, holding a grudge and and well they wronged me and they did sure feelings will come animosity will come unforgiveness will come feelings of those things will come but I'm gonna be like Joseph no I'm not I'm not gonna sign for that. Package. Yeah, I got feelings, you got all this kind of stuff, but I got the love of God on the inside of me. And sometimes the only way to resist is with your words. Like Jesus came to the fig tree and he answered that tree, said, No man ain't fruit of thee forever. And when, when those feelings come, I say, No, I'm not gonna eat of you. I'm not gonna partake of you. I'm gonna drink his blood. And I'm gonna eat his flesh at this moment. And I resist this stuff. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Have your sins been forgiven? Is the blood worthy to rid you of all sin consciousness? Amen. Now let's go to Acts chapter 17. I'm not going to read the rest of that because that would just take forever. And John, so let's go to Acts 17. Because I do want to get to something else here. uh, Acts chapter 17 verse number 26. You might say, what kind of outline you got? I don't have one. My outline is having faith in the blood of Jesus and then you just go into principles of faith. You hear it, you receive it, and you say it. Find scriptures that talk about the blood. Feed on those scriptures. And then use those scriptures against doubt and unbelief and sin consciousness. Amen? So Acts chapter 17 Verse number twenty-six. Let's see here. It says, "And he is he has made uh, he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their preappointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings." It's an amazing thing. From one blood, he's made a one people. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. The world's wanting an answer, you know, to this, that and the other, and to, you know, the, the issues with race or whatever ridiculous gender thing they're trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. You know. But aren't you thankful that we, as the body of Christ, we have the answer. And it's one blood. One blood one blood. One blood. One blood. Right. That one blood, it saves, it cleanses, it redeems, it makes us one body. Whether we're white, whether we're Indian, whether we're Hindu, or not Hindu, but whether we're Indian, or whether, you know, whatever we are, uh, racially wise, you know, we're one blood. And our identity should not be in our feelings of sexual orientation, or in our feelings of our gender, or our feelings of our race. I'll say something a little hard, but... um, If you're more mindful of your gender, your race, or any of those kind of things, that to an aspect, that is carnally minded. That's being naturally minded. Amen? And Romans says to be naturally minded or carnally minded is death. It's going to separate you from promises. When you're so, oh, I'm this and I'm that and I'm the other, and that's fine to a certain extent, but if that's your primary source of identity, it's going to cheat you. It's going to steal you. It's going to find a way to rob peace from you. Are you out there? And we all have certain you know like gender, for instance, gender's not something you choose, it's something you have stewardship over your Your gender is something you have stewardship over. It's not something you choose I'm a man i I have stewardship over being a man. I'm a woman, I have stewardship over being a woman, or whatever you are. You're a woman, while well, in one sense I am a woman. Because the Bible says I am the bride of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say, don't you look at me funny, but... but uh, crazy, Amen. Amen. And so, you know, don't get so wrapped up in what the world is pushing. It's, they're confused. They're so confused. They're confused, and we're not. You're in the light. We're not in darkness. Right. They don't have anything to live for. They're, they're looking for purpose, whether it's in gender, whether it's in sexual orientation, whether it's in race. They're looking for something to give themselves to and say, this is what I am, and then defend against it. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank God we are one body yeah. by one blood. One blood. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Uh, let's go to uh, Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 and uh, verse number 28. Therefore take heed to yourselves, to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to the shepherd of the church of God, which He purchased with His own blood. Mm -hmm. He shed His blood for me. You know, He tells me to eat and drink of His blood, to be one with Him. He said that I'm one body by His blood. He said that I've been purchased mm-hmm. by His blood. Glory. Man, isn't it awesome? Yes. I mean, back to the whole weird gender thing, you know. Do you know, if, you not, if you're not your own, that just settles things. True. If you don't belong to yourself, mm-hmm. that just settles issues. Yeah. I don't have a right. To, I don't belong to me. It's not, I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, back in, you know, like when you read through... Um, you know, the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, that slavery was a real issue. And the children of Israel were slaves for 400 years, you know. They didn't have choices. They were just told, this is what you are, this is what's going on. And even some of the different socialistic countries and stuff, you don't get a choice. You're told, this is what you are, this is what you're going to do. Thank God, in one sense, we're slaves. He said, be a slave unto the life of God. Serve it. I don't, you know... When, when you know, hey, I've been bought with a price. I've been purchased. There was a price that was paid for me. I don't have options. You know, to steal, it's not an option. I don't have an option. You know, to murder, I don't I don't have an option. To talk bad, to be a gossip, I don't, I don't have an option. What are you going to do if you miss it and you make mistakes? Uh, and I always mess this up, but I'll try to do my best. I, I need to figure out what the name of it is, but I don't know. In Sailing. Anybody in here ever sailed? I don't sail. Uh, But when you sail, um, let's say the destination is uh, Miss Maryland back there. Say I'm going to get to Miss Maryland, and I'm sailing, and there's a huge body of water. Well, I set my coordinates from where I'm at right now to Miss Maryland. Well, then I let the wind push me, so the wind is pushing me. Well, as the wind is pushing me, I'm going the right direction. I have to recalibrate because now the front of my boat and the rudder and everything is going to change well, no, that was where, that's where I was supposed to go. That's, if you try to hold to that original coordinates, you're, gonna, you're not going to make it. So you constantly, because of the wind and the current pushing your, where you are, you have to constantly alter where your destination is going to be through the coordinates. Does that make sense? Right. And see, when you're living life and you make a decree, I'm going to live for God. Well, the world will move you. Yeah. <laughs> your flesh will move you. Yeah. You'll get discouraged in despair, you'll sin. You'll do something wrong, and it seems like it got you. You know, didn't get you off track. Right. Just blew you off a little bit. You just got to recalibrate. recalibrate. Just keep recalibrating. Right. Just, okay, where? Okay, I might've, This might have made me feel this way. This way. Okay, I got to get back. Okay, what's my destination? Who's the author and the finisher of my faith? I'm going to consider Him, who's the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm going to not look at my body. I'm not going to look at my feelings. I'm not going to look at all those things. I'm going to recalibrate and get right back on track. Yeah. And when you sail, it's not something you do once or twice. It's something you do constantly. That's why they get off track when there are storms, because they don't have a, a, a point of reference. To this. They use the stars as a point of reference. Well, thank God, thank God. If you're in the midst of the storm, it says we have a day star that arises. Where? In the sky? No, it says it arises in our heart. Yes. Let the day star arise out of your heart and you can re-navigate from on the inside. Yes. Not from the outside. Not from circumstances. Not the wind. You don't have to look out here to see where you're going. You look on the inside and I've got a day star. I've got a witness. I've got a whole, the Holy Ghost on the inside who bears witness with my spirit that I'm a son of God and yes. I'm going to recalibrate according to that. Yeah, my flesh says I'm stupid. This says you're dumb. This says you can't do it. You're not able to do it. You're this race, or you're this gender, or you're this desire, or you're this. No, I'm going to look to the inside. And on the inside it says I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. It says God, greater is He that's in me than he that's in the world. It says I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, and He strengthened me. There would be no need for Him to strengthen me if I didn't feel weak. So in the midst of my weakness, I'm just going to look to His strength. woo hoo He's yeah. strengthening me. He's quickening me. He's guiding me. He's helping me. That's why I always say, the Lord's helping us. The Lord's helping us. The Lord's helping us. The Lord's helping us. Lord's helping us. I mean, if all else fails, just say, Lord, you're helping me. Uh, i got five minutes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Is this alright with everybody? Yeah. Listen, it, I'll, use, I'll borrow a statement from Brother Moore. If you're not dealing with guilt, he didn't say it about guilt, I am. If you're not dealing with guilt, you're yielding to it. That's right. If you're not resisting guilt and condemnation, yeah. then you're yielding to it. Because yeah. guilt and condemnation will get you at every... You didn't even do anything wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. But it said the accuser, He's just going to find something to convince you. Well, maybe I did do that. Maybe I did. And you didn't do it at all. He's just accusing you. And you're like, yeah, that might be true. I felt like I could do that. That's right. I'm so so stupid. He's looking for somebody to agree with them. And here's the weird thing. I have coffee over here. And I'm in this world. And I could physically take that coffee and throw it at Kevin. I would run, and uh, <laughs> but the thing of it is, is that I, as another human being, have the capacity to manipulate his feelings. He's having a good day. There's nothing wrong. He loves me. He appreciates me. He likes me. At least I think he does. <laughs> and um, but I have the means to change how he feels yep. about me. Yep. I have the ability to change how Kevin feels about Dana Mm -hmm. by talking bad about her. Mm -hmm. He might love her, appreciate her, value her, esteem her, but I can get in there and start messing with how he feels about Dana. Mm -hmm. And then if he lets his feelings get into his thoughts and get into a place of agreement, then he can have like an established mindset about Dana. Mm -hmm. That's just a lie. Mm -hmm. And if I can do that, how much more can the devil do that? Mm-hmm. I always use the story. It was on yesterday. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> In that movie, My Girl. I didn't watch it because I didn't want to cry. It's so you know, it's totally fake. It's totally made up, you know. And he gets stung by bees and he dies and he's in the coffin it's spoiler alert so he's there and he doesn't have glasses on and that little girl comes down she's just so cute she comes down there and she's like his glasses his glasses where's his glasses and she's totally sobbing it's amazing and you're sitting there watching it and the next thing you're just crying and it's all fake it's all made up after they get done with the scene he jumps out of the casket and eats a donut yeah, yeah, yeah. but yet The emotions and the feelings that are created by that lie are real. So I can't go by those emotions. See, that's what the devil does. He says, Dana doesn't like you. Did you see the way she walked with that foot and she looked at you this way? (laughs) That's how the devil will do. That's what he'll do. You know? Oh, they didn't say, they talked to this person, didn't talk to me. Or they said something, you know, they didn't talk to me the way I wanted them to talk to me. They didn't give me the answer I wanted. (laughs) And then he'll do that and he'll use your feelings that he just manipulated Mm -hmm. to get you to agree with it and then start talking it. Mm -hmm. And then he'll try to find somebody else that agrees with your feelings and has the same feelings. (laughs) It's so convoluted. But thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. We can resist that. Yeah. Amen. It's an awful thing that, see, the de- this this body has not been redeemed yet. If you don't believe it, look at your neighbor and see, everybody has a little bit grayer hair, or, you know, yeah, except Miss Joy. And Dana says, Miss Corinne is perfect, which, you know. Um, but the thought of it is, is that our outward man is perishing. Yeah. See, because the outward man has not been redeemed, so the curse abides in the outward man. Yeah. Yes. So, the devil can still touch the outward man because mm-hmm. it's not been redeemed. So, he still has a right to manipulate how you feel. Mm-hmm. But we still have a right to resist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. See, our kingdom, it, the disciples thought Jesus was going to set up an earthly kingdom. He goes, No, the kingdom of God is in the hearts of men. Yeah. It's really good. And see, I am never going to be any different from now. 500 million years from now, I am not going to be any different on the inside. See, because I'm in the kingdom of God in my spirit. And my ownership is there. I've been purchased. And I have a legal right. On the inside, I have been transformed and changed, and that will never change. But the outside is waiting for the adoption of the sons of God. But at the same time, I can give it shots of the glory. I have a right with faith to tap into my spirit and out of my spirit, man. How many of us says, if the same spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in us, then it shall also quicken or make alive our mortal body. Amen. And so I can start tapping in and get some shots. Everybody get your shots. You know, you want to get your shots. You know, people this shot and that shot and this other shot and this shot and that shot. Forget all that. I got a greater shot on the inside, no matter what happens, no matter what's going on on the outside, no matter what's happening here, happening there, happening up there, wherever, I got a shot on the inside yes. that'll neutralize anything the devil wants to try to give me. Amen? Yes. That's why we talk. That's why faith is important. That's why those things are important. Amen? And, um, dear Lord, it's, uh, I got two minutes. Everybody doing all right? And so, uh, so where do we have you go? Uh, Acts chapter 20, and uh, we looked at 28, let's see here, da 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 da, da, da. Alright, uh, we've been purchased with His own blood. Amen, have you been purchased? Yes. Yes. And so, let's go, to, uh, let's go to Romans chapter 5. You got time for a couple more? Yeah. We'll do a couple of more. We got a whole lot more, I got half a page here, but I'm not going to get to them all. So, uh, but we'll do, we'll do a couple of more. So uh Romans chapter 5 and um let's see here where do we want to go Let's look at uh let's look at verse n- number 9 Much more then having now been justified by his blood we shall be saved from the wrath through him So I've been I've been forgiven but not only have I been forgiven, I've been justified. In other words, I've been made just, where I'm completely right with God. That it's going to. Prov- People say, "Are you going to go through the tribulation period?" I'm not, because <laughs> this right here says, "I've been saved from the wrath which is to come," and the wrath is when God's judgment is poured out. The blood is going to save me from the wrath to come. Thank God, thank God. Aren't you aren't you grateful that you don't have to go through the tribulation period and oh those those beasts aren't beasts, they're helicopters. I don't even care. That's right. <laughs> the point of it is, is that it's judgment. Yeah. People say, Well, is that helicopter? I don't really care if it's helicopters or not. You know, some guy wanted to get almost got in a fist fight with me because he wanna say, You gotta say it's helicopters because they had faces of men and they had beating sounds and they had tails of like scorpions that went around and stung men for five months. I don't care. <laughs> You know, the Lord could have just said, "Hey, it's helicopters." <laughs> yeah, that's true. What's a helicopter? I don't know. John, John, because I don't know what a helicopter is, but he said it's a helicopter, but he didn't say that. That's right. That's a good point. You know, people want to—I mean, you know—when it comes to end times, don't sit around and meditate and ponder and think about what you don't know. What do you know? Right. You know, it's unquestionable that Jesus said, "I'm coming." Right. He said, "I'm coming," and be ready. Yeah. Every Almost every book in the New Testament says, I'm coming, and be ready. But nobody wants to talk about that. They just want to talk about, is it helicopters... Or who's the 144,000? Yeah, yeah, or what about the little coats under the throne room? Or whatever. You know, but let's, let's do this. Let's live right. Let's walk right. Let's be sanctified. Let's be separated. Let's live for God. Let's be ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Are you ready? I'm ready because I've been washed. I've been cleansed. I've been redeemed. I've been bought. I've been purchased with the blood of Jesus. The precious blood. So I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, you start being excited about being ready, and it starts purifying you. It starts making your light shine brighter. You want to put some coals on the fire? You know, David Kramer, the guy that we support, uh, we were with him one time, and he was building a fire out in the back. You know, he had one of those, what do they call those things? It's a a big fire pit. It's like a big kettle, you know, and he's got all this stuff in there, wood and everything in there, and he took his wind blower, his leaf blower, You know how it can blow? And he turned it on and put it in the bottom of the fire. I mean, you could have melted horseshoes in that thing. He, he started blowing it, and it started glowing so red Because <laughs> he was putting oxygen in there. Well, you know, oh, I just don't know if I can make it. I just don't know what's going on. Put some oxygen in there. And put your words to work for you. Say, I've been justified by His blood. I've, See, His blood represents His life. I've been justified by Him living right. I've been justified by Him doing right. I've been justified... Justified by him submitting, I've been justified by his obedience. In my disobedience, I'm going to look to his obedience, and I'm going to let the fire burn. I'm going to let it burn. And what do you mean, let the fire burn? He said, in, you know, on that great day of the Pentecost, Jesus said, you know, uh, Acts chapter two, verse number four. There it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in other tongues, as the Spirit gave them an utterance. And said, there appeared in them cloven tongues like as what? Like as a fire, fire, like and you know praying that don't sound like a whole lot of fire to me. But you sort put some oxygen and start believing the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is giving me utterance in yes. other tongues. Start purging yourself from the works of the old man. Amen. All right, I better hush. Um, let me see here. Let's go to First uh, Corinthians chapter ten and. Uh, We'll look at that, and then um, we got a whole bunch more stuff here. But um, I'll just make reference to it as we go to First Corinthians chapter ten. People are having trouble from uh, f- with sin because. <sighs> in the body of Christ, there's trouble with sin, there's trouble with flesh, and there's trouble with demons, or the mindset of demons, the mindset of sin, the mindset of trouble, because there's not a lot of emphasis put on the remedy. And the remedy is the justification through the blood. The blood of Jesus is the remedy uh, for the troubles, and the turmoil, and the discouragement, and the despair, and the blatant out sin of the body of Christ. The remedy is the blood, and faith in the blood, and the word on the blood, and the Spirit on the blood, as the church puts an emphasis on the cleansing and effect of the blood of Christ and puts it in their heart and puts it in their mouth, then they shall be cleansed. They yeah. shall be ridded of guilt and condemnation, discouragement and despair. But as long as the church and people put attention on their feelings and, and re- reject uh, what the blood of Christ has done, they'll obtain guilt and condemnation as the world lives. Amen. So, um, but... um reject guilt Yeah. don't own it No. don't own it even if it's true you did that you acted that way yes you did but someone else is a substitute and I'm going to eat that Yes. Yeah. see well, we're going to go to lunch and I'm going to eat some food and it's going to become one with me it's going to provide strength and steps and nourishment to me well, I can eat guilt or I can eat the blood. That's right. um, I can, how are you going to eat it? Put it in your heart and put it in your mouth. Feelings are carnally based. Faith is spiritually based. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, Many translations say there, it doesn't say reasonable service, it says your spiritual service. It is a spiritual act of worship to keep your body under. You worship God by keeping your mouth shut when you want to complain people want to worship God and do all this stuff and then complain and talk about their feelings and want worship to manipulate their feelings songs that is but real worshiping God is letting your spirit man be fed and to where strength comes out of your inner man to keep your body under amen there's answers there uh, where do we have you go first Corinthians, 10. First Corinthians chapter 10 Miss um, Corinne you can uh, go get the elements for us that would be great first um, corinthians chapter ten we 're going to look at verse number sixteen, and uh, then we'll do this and we 'll do a song everybody got about we we'll 've done them within five ten minutes is that okay and uh so uh first corinthians chapter uh ten verse number sixteen it says the cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of christ the bru- the blood the bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of Christ? I wanted to bring this out because he's talking about communion, but he says is not the blood and the body the communion of the body? In other words, our interaction, our fellowship with, Amen. And so then, in the First Corinthians eleven twenty-five, we'll read this, and um, and then we'll take communion. So uh, First Corinthians chapter eleven and uh let me see here if i can do this and this uh verse 25 i believe it is this is a traditional passage. It says, uh, For I received from the Lord, verse number 23 of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For I received from the Lord that which also I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, for this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So you, do, you break the bread and you eat it. Why? To remember. Amen. Didn't say, Remember what you did. Remember what he did. Forget what you did, and remember what he did. In the same manner, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, "This is this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me." I love it, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death, until he comes. What, what does that mean? Proclaiming his death. You're proclaiming when you take the bread and you take the blood, you're saying, yes, I deserve it. Yes, I deserve it. Yes, I deserve it. Yes, I deserve it. But He died. He took it. Judgment, the penalty for my wrong, has been paid by His death. So good. Yes. And you've got to remind yourself of it. Therefore, whoever eats this... uh, uh, bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the bloody and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself when so him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. And he who drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. What's all that mean? In other words, if you you can, it's not in the eating of the cup, it's not in the drinking of the cup and eating of the bread that gets it done. It's in remembering what he did. Yes. So you can, what's it mean? Unworthy. You can do all this and you can eat it and drink it and not regard it, and it's not going to do anything for you. What's gonna happen then? Judgment's gonna come on you because you're not judging you're not judging him faithful. That's right. When you're when you're just taking it on yourself, that's judgment coming on you. That's all that means. He's like, take this opportunity to defer judgment on him instead of let judgment come on you. That's that's simply that's all that means. It's so simple. He says, Let a man examine himself. In other words, anything that's in you that wants to hold on to guilt and judgment and say i deserve i deserve punishment i'm bad i haven't done this right get that under the blood and take the his punishment let him punish let his punishment remedy that amen are you out there